Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning edition. Brittany Graham with you in the midst of Victoria Cup Week where New South Wales will have representation in both the Victoria Cup and uh, the Victoria Derby and Oak. Small on numbers but high on quality and this Victoria Cup is shaping to be a great race, so even. Uh, despite the fact that we've got a short or oh, an odds-on favourite in Leap to Fame, there's still a stack of other chances in what's a, a brilliant lineup for this $300,000 feature. That'll take place at Melton on Saturday night as part of a 10-race card, uh, several group ones, five in total, and it's going to be some sort of evening of harness racing. Closer to home, we'll also have semi-finals of the Breeders' Challenge on Saturday evening at Menangle for both the two-year-olds and the four-year-olds as part of a 10-race card there. So that's certainly going to uh, be a nice, um, I guess, sidelight to Melton because there's some very, very good quality horses going around there before we have the three-year-old semifinals next Saturday night, and we're only a tick over two weeks away uh, from Breeders' Challenge Day. Of course, it is going to be on a Sunday this year, Sunday afternoon for Breeders' Challenge on the 29th of October, so that's going to be a great afternoon of harness racing. We had uh, racing yesterday, of course, with uh, Menangle having some further heats of the Breeders' Challenge for the three-year-olds. They were taken out by Bainbridge, the gold chalice winner, booked his spot through. Tintin Joe, the pink bonnet winner from earlier this year, she was successful. Sweetheart Bart causing uh, the upset to my ultimate Snowy, who went down as a short price favourite. Windy Hill Tara, the New South Wales Oaks winner from earlier this year. Great to see her back in winning form. And also Waratah Lou uh, holding off a protest in the end uh, to make it a double in the Breeders' Challenge for Belinda McCarthy and Jack Callaghan. So that was yesterday afternoon at Menangle. And we also raced at Young last night with eight races on that card. We've got a trialling session uh, underway at the present time at Menangle, as we do each and every Wednesday. Now the open class trial went the way of Firestorm Red. He was successful over Tasty Delight and Kafaji. Now with the Ricky Alchin team back in third. So that was the open class trial. And we've got uh, Maximus Meridius going around shortly. Of course, he was the winner of the Trot New South Wales final and the Foundation Series final for the two-year-old Trotters earlier on this year. So great to see him on the comeback. Uh, we've also got uh, some nice open Trotters going around uh, in trial number four. So you can catch all of those results and replays very shortly on the harness.org.au website. As mentioned off the top, there is going to be a New South Wales flavour at Melton this Saturday evening, not only in the Cup, but in the Derby and the Oaks. And we get to see this prolific Group 1 winner, Jewel Melody, represent the state in the $150,000 Pride's Easy Feed Victoria Oaks final. Her trainer and driver, Bernie Hewitt, has been kind enough to join us this morning to chat about that and also what's going to be a busy night this evening at Bathurst for the team, as it always is. Good morning, Bernie. How are you? Yeah, good, Brett. How are you? Very well, thank you. Must be, again, very proud of uh, your filly making her way into yet another Group 1 final, and she'll line up in the Oaks on Saturday night. Yeah, that's right, Brett. Yeah, she's um, had no setbacks this uh, prep and, uh, you know, travelled well down to Melbourne and uh, settled in well and uh, raced well the other night. So um, he's hoping we can get a, a good trip on Saturday night. 
You mentioned uh, this prep and she was successful at Albion Park back in mid-August in the triad final and then had a a, a slight ease up. She wouldn't have had time to have a a great deal uh, off between that and this Oak series because she had the two trials at Bathurst. But uh, last time we spoke, you were, I guess, in two minds as what you were going to do with her for the back end of this season. But she clearly bounced out of that Queensland campaign really smartly. Yeah, that's right, Britt. Um, it was one of those things like um, she's she's a type of filly uh, that doesn't mind being in work. She's a great great eater and um, and actually likes a stable environment. And uh, you know, obviously she goes to the paddock every day and enjoys herself. But um, we were in two minds whether to do uh, continue on or give her a good long spell now during the spring. And being a three-year-old filly uh, racing against uh, her own sex uh, and age sort of appealed to us to to give her a chance down here in the Oaks and um, before she sort of goes into open class in the new season. So at this stage, we were, we're just looking at this Oaks campaign. Obviously, she's still got the Breeders' Crown if we want to uh, return back to Victoria in another month or so. Um, but uh, just one thing at a time. So we're just looking at this Oaks race on Saturday night and uh, she'll go home Sunday and... Um, just yeah, obviously uh, we'll just keep that up our sleeve whether we whether we want to come back or not. You know, she's earned just shy of five hundred thousand dollars now, four hundred and eighty-four thousand dollars in the bank. She's won eleven races, so many of those Group Ones. What did you make of her heat performance? She had the nice draw. You opted to take the trail on Major Delight, and it wasn't a frenetically run race. They got up the straight in twenty-six and four. So I'd say that you're pretty happy with that because uh, she's not noted for a point-to-point speed, but she's clearly developing it because she didn't lose any ground the other night. She was actually really strong on the line. Yeah, that's right, Brita. Like, it was uh, probably as we forecast, you know, it'd be a, it'd be quick early and then a back off in the middle and then a, a dash home. So that's what happened. And uh, she ended up in the good trail on the leader's back, but um, really only got rolling, you know, on the point of the turn and really only sprinted up to sort of 300 metres. So, uh, no, she hit the line strongly and... Um, you know, she did all, all I could have expected from a, in that scenario. So, um, yeah, no, she's pulled up well. And um, I took her back to Melton yesterday to give her a hit up, hit out again behind a, a galloping pacemaker, Johnny Caldo, in front of me. And um, she was she felt pretty good. So, you know, we just sort of, you know, another little light go tomorrow and uh, we'll be all full steam ahead for Saturday. The barrier draw yesterday morning, she was dealt gate number nine, so two on the second row. You follow out the other heat winner in first dance. But just looking at that barrier draw, it looks pretty positive. You've got a few options. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's, uh, you know, most of those fillies that, uh, that one, two and three all drew really well and are going well. And obviously the the other Emma Stewart horses, Joyful and Major Delight, are drawn either side of me on the back row. So, you know, there's a lot of class right through that race. And um, and it's just sort of one of those things we're going to have to let it unfold, follow through hard and um, and just make up uh, make decisions on, on the run, really, because uh, there are you know, a few variables of what might happen. What about the extra distance? When you look at Jewel Melody, she's such a, a big, strong filly in... I guess, scope, but uh, the 2,700 metres, I guess we didn't find out a great deal about any of these fillies over the trip last week because they were pretty sedately run heats. I would assume, though, that's just going to suit her down to the ground, probably even more so now from the barrier draw. 
Yeah, I think so, Brit. Um, she drew the back row to the back row when she won the triad this year, going back a couple of months ago, and I, I felt that it suited her because she just wasn't in that early hustle and having to work forward from a wide gate. So um, I think that may well suit her again this time. Admittedly, the class is a lot stronger. Um, so the 2700 doesn't worry her. She'd sort of run all day, and even the other night... It took me three quarters of a lap to pull her up after the heat run. You know, she was really, really keen to get into it then. So, um, yeah, it's just, just again, depends how the races run. You know, it could, could develop into a, a slowly running affair in the middle, but it's more likely to be more uh, fair dinkum than last week. So uh, hopefully it suits her well. All right, that's Saturday night, Jewel Melody going around in that Victorian Oaks fine. You've got a big team in tonight. You're... Uh, base still down in Victoria with Jewel Melody. So the guys at home will be busy. I won't go through all of them. It would take us all morning. But uh, has Dougie or the, the boys reported back on any uh, that they're pretty confident heading to the races tonight with? You've got several races with lots of uh, runners in each. But is there one that stands out tonight on that eight race card? Um, well, I haven't actually talked to Doug today, so I'm not real sure what they're, what they're thinking, you know, what, what might be the best chances there tonight. Um, there's a couple of races there that, um, look pretty strong. So, um, you know, we, we've obviously got a few hopes, especially each way hopes there throughout the night. Um, just, uh, picking and choosing here, there's probably, um, Kabang in the second race, drawn wide, but um, been happy with his form. Didn't handle Yagara track last start, so he might be one that comes into the race well and and maybe Sergeant in the first race. He's uh, also been racing pretty consistently, so um, without going into them all, those, there are a couple there that go pretty good and uh, might well be uh, you know really strong each way chances. All right, they're in the first two races tonight. And then again at Menangle on Saturday night, you'll have full focus on Melton, but a very strong team heading down to Menangle, highlighted by Rip in the opening race. It must have been very nice to see him back in the winner's circle last time out. I'm sure that'll do his confidence a world of good. And, and also for the team as well, he was really sharp. Yeah, no, he um, he really comes through the Eureka quite well. He, you know, as, as it was well documented, he, he broke a splint bone, you know, a couple of months previous, three or four months previous to the Eureka, and he was sort of on a bit of a catch-up uh, mission to try and get fit enough to run in that big race. And, um, you know, he had an easy week off uh, after the Eureka, and he was sort of uh, to the stage where he had to work because he was that fresh, you know, he was, he was getting so silly in the paddock and... Um, and you know, Wayne and I had a talk about it, and said that we may as well just um, keep, you know, getting getting back to an angle now, and just get try and get him through his grades, and without actually going to the, the really top class races. So um, he um, he really prepped well for that race, and um, you know, well confident he'd run a good race, which he did. And um, Doug was tickled pink with his with his run, and um, I feel that probably uh, the right path to take with him now is just to back back off the the quality of the race he's in and just try and get his confidence up and um, I'm sure there's uh, plenty of good races for him to target later on so that's his plan at the moment Brute. 
All right. Well, he looks a great chance again there on Saturday night in the opener in the same grade of race, quite a similar contest. And again, from a good draw. And then you've got quite a few two-year-olds contesting semifinals of the Breeders' Challenge. Lady Kingsclare has been great all season long. She uh, locks horns with Luxa Turner on Saturday night. Who do you think is your best juvenile this year? Is there one that you're really happy with going into this, uh, I guess, more serious section of the Breeders' Challenge? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a few of them there going pretty good. Uh, obviously, that filly's got a great record. I think she's won four out of five. And, uh, you know, she she just had a bit of a setback after her last run. She got a bit of a cold. And um, we're working her back up for this, obviously, this semi-final on Saturday. So I'm hoping that uh, she runs a really good race there. Doug's reported that she's worked really strongly this week. Um, probably in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. We've got four of them there. And... Um, Probably the pick of them at the moment is uh, one called Royal Cruiser, who's drawn nicely, uh, really coming along well. He was pretty green when he first started racing back in March, and he had a good spell, and he's come back a lot stronger and wiser. Um, He's going quite good, and obviously in the same race as one called Our Goat, going quite well. Um, Just drawn a bit awkward this week. Um, And then in the other two-year-old race, we've got... um, Beach Ride, uh, one we bred ourselves, so really happy with him. And also Kick the Switch, he's got a great record, just drawn very awkwardly again out wide. So um, the four boys are all going good, but probably Royal Cruise is the pick of them at the moment. All right, he goes around in the third race on Saturday night, that first semi-final of the Breeders' Challenge for the two-year-old Colts and Gelding, so a forward showing. We'll see, uh, hopefully, a few of them make their way through to uh, those rich finals coming up in a few Sundays' time. Best of luck, uh, first and foremost, on Saturday night at Melton Burnie with uh, Jewel Melody. Great to see her in another Group 1 race, and no doubt she'll run a, another really, really solid performance and heading forward in the Breeders' Challenge as well. Thanks for your time this morning. No worries. Thanks, Bert. Bernie Hewitt joining us this morning. A big team uh, spread across plenty of real estate at the moment, but uh, all eyes will be on Melton on Saturday night with Jewel Melody looking for another Group 1 success. And as mentioned, just shy of $500,000 in her relatively short career to date. She has been a super filly. So tonight we head to Bathurst, the first of those eight races getting underway at 6.10. So 6.10 this evening for Bathurst before tomorrow we focus in on Penrith with another eight races uh, the first getting underway there at 6.22. And we'll preview that on tomorrow morning's edition of On the Pace at 10.30.